choosing the voice of America. Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on The Voice of America. Voice of America. The Voice of America is a proud broadcasting partner of the Men's Basketball Africa League, which resumes its second season on Saturday, April 9th in Cairo, Egypt. The 2021 champion, Zamalek of Egypt, will host debutante Cobra Sport of of South Sudan in the opening Nile Conference game. Africa's premier men's basketball league began its second season last month in Dakar, Senegal, where Sahara Conference games were played. The top four teams in that conference advance to the Basketball Africa League playoffs next month in Kigali, Rwanda. Those teams are Rwanda Energy Group, which now gets to play in front of home fans in Kigali, 2021 finalist U.S. Monastir of Tunisia, A.S. Saleh of Morocco, and Seydu Legacy Athletic Club of Guinea. Basketball Africa League president Amadou Gallofal tells VOA he's looking forward to the competition's final two phases in Egypt and Rwanda. We remain extremely excited about, you know, really everything that's ahead of us. Obviously, we've been to Kigali, so we kind of, you know, uh, know the land, the, 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 the landscape there. Um, you know, we haven't hosted yet in Cairo, just like we didn't, we haven't hosted in Dakar, but we, we have an idea because our team have been doing a lot of work, many advanced trips. You know, we won't have any surprises and also working with the local federations and some of the, uh, the, the vendors that the partners we have on the ground, you know, just really is going to um, facilitate a, a lot. Obviously, you know, we, we, we plan as we plan. We make sure that, you know, we don't leave any stone unturned. Uh, but we're excited about being in Cairo and then going to Kigali for the finals. So this is going to be a fantastic season too for the BL. It has started that way, so we want to keep the momentum. I just want to see great basketball on the court, competitive games, and the best teams win because at the end of the day, we want the winner of this uh, BL trophy to be the absolute best team. So, you know, in Kigali, we will have the best eight teams, I mean, the best four teams from the two different conferences, and that's it. Just a great basketball product and playing in a safe environment and where fans can enjoy it. And also, even those who are not uh, in the host city, because we are broadcasted worldwide in 215 countries, will have an opportunity to see the Basketball Africa League product. That's Amadou Gallo Fall, the president of the Basketball Africa League. And he spoke with VOA in Dakar, Senegal. The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins forces with Africa's premier men's basketball league to bring you the second season of the BAL. 38 games, 12 teams leaving it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. Tune in to VOA 24-7, FMs and to our radio and TV affiliates for some action. 
Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game, daily highlights, delivered by our finest commentators. Basketball Africa League 2022 on Voice of America. May the best team win. Basketball Africa League 2022 is being broadcast on VOA Radio in the following languages. English, French, Portuguese, Kenya, Rwanda, and Wolof. When it comes to the language of hoops, one man who speaks it fluently is Relton Boyson, the head coach of the Cape Town Tigers. The South African club will face Petro de Luanda of Angola in its first Nile Conference game on Sunday, April 10th in Cairo. I asked Coach Boyson about his basketball journey that led to what he describes as a dream job with the Tigers. I come from a very, very previous disadvantaged uh, community in our household where we were uh, literally 11 people in a two-bedroom house. Um, and I got a basketball scholarship uh, to go and study at University of Stellenbosch. And through that, um, you know, I could change my life. Uh, I then played on for a few clubs, and then after that, um, I started my coaching career where I've coached all over South Africa um, and also the Basketball National League in South Africa. So um, I've extensive knowledge of, of uh, X and O's uh, and skill development. In terms of basketball development, do you see the sport growing in South Africa? Yes, yes, for sure. If if I can just take an example... Uh, when we started with our opener runs, the Cape Town Tigers, um, there was the first training session. There was about 22 uh, kids that, that just uh, appeared for the first time to training. Um, but all over Cape Town, basketball is coming. There's a lot of coaches that are putting in a lot of hard work to develop the sport. Uh, obviously, resources is not what we would like it to be um, because you don't want sport to be limited due to resources. Um but it's definitely, definitely growing. Uh, and I foresee it, you know, in the next few years, overtaking dominant South African sports like cricket and, and rugby and soccer in South Africa. Finally, Coach, getting back to the Basketball Africa League, 12 teams will participate in the BAL's second season. Would you like to see more teams in the competition in the future? Say, maybe double the number of participating teams just like the you know the saying Rome wasn't built in one day i think i can follow the same principle when i when i answer this question in terms of of a tournament it's that's such that's so big um and it's such a big stage it's a lot of planning a lot of resource that goes into it um i would think there's 12 teams at the moment if there's 14 maybe next year it will make things easier four pools for four uh they play around the robin uh then they play um quarterfinal semifinal uh maybe additional four uh i would like to see next year um but as time goes on uh if the basketball africa league is going to grow further you might see uh, as i said the six months period and maybe more teams you know uh, depending on the resources but um again i must commend the professionalism of the basketball african league management the way they organize the tournament it's a uh, top level experience relton boyson is the head coach of the cape town tigers basketball team 
and he was speaking with us from Cape Town, South Africa. Coach, thanks for talking with us. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it, sir. And uh, thank you for having me. Hello, I'm Carol Castiel, host of Encounter. Next up, our periodic U.S. politics update with veteran analysts John Fortier and Jim Kessler. They spar over U.S. policy to support Ukraine, isolate and punish Russia, the historic confirmation of the first black woman to the U.S. Supreme Court, and headwinds for Democrats in the run-up to the November midterm elections. That's Encounter this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. Sporty greetings. This is Masai Ujiri, the president of Toronto Raptors Basketball, president of Giants of Africa Foundation. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Masai Ujiri's Toronto Raptors clinched a playoff berth Tuesday night when they beat the visiting Atlanta Hawks 118 to 108. Cameroonian star Pascal Siakam had 31 points and 13 rebounds for the Raptors. Another Cameroon star Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers also had a big night. Embiid fired in 45 points and grabbed 13 rebounds as Philadelphia scored a 131 to 122 road victory over the Indiana Pacers. Philadelphia made a club record 17 three-point shots in the first half. And Joel Embiid also moved into the NBA scoring lead with an average of 30.4 points per game. Elsewhere, the Miami Heat moved closer to clinching the number one seed in the Eastern Conference in the upcoming NBA playoffs with a victory in Miami, Florida. The AP's Wayne Rooston reports. The Heat beat the Hornets 144-115 for their fifth straight victory. Miami's 23 three-pointers contributed to the second-highest score in franchise history. Teammates hailed Tyler Hero's game-high 35 points that tied Dwayne Wade's heat record for most points off the bench. We knew, um, you know, the way they play, we could score a lot of points tonight. Um, if we did get, you know, a couple of stops um, at halftime, we just said, like, you know, the first team that plays some defense will be able to gain a lead in, in this in that game so you know we were able to get some stops and then you know turn it into offense miles bridges led the hornets with 29 points but it's the second straight game charlotte gave up 144 if miami wins one of its final two regular season games the heat will clinch the top seed in the eastern conference heading into the playoffs I'm Wayne Rooston. Thanks, Wayne. In Chicago, the defending NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks clinched the fourth consecutive Central Division title with a big victory over the Chicago Bulls. The AP's David Schuster reports. Brooke Lopez scored a season-high 28 points as the Bucks easily defeated the Bulls 127-106. Lopez was 9 of 14 from the field and a perfect 9 of 9 from the line. And so, yeah, we're just we're going to continue to keep being, you know, we're, we still made... You know, I made mistakes tonight. We still have a lot of areas we can get better. We can watch a lot of film, but, uh, you know, our guys played well. It's a great team effort tonight. Chris Middleton added 19 points as Milwaukee placed seven players in double-figure scoring. DeMar DeRozan scored a game-high 40 points for the Bulls, who, in spite of losing, still wrapped up a playoff spot. You know, the franchise hasn't been here, you know, five years, you know, so for us to make the jump that we made to be in a position to be able to compete in the playoffs is definitely great. Give us a opportunity to further our season and play for something bigger. David Schuster, Chicago. Thanks, David. Well, we won't see LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA playoffs. 
The Phoenix Suns eliminated the Lakers from the playoff race Tuesday night when they scored a 121-110 to victory in Phoenix, Arizona. The Suns set a franchise record with their 63rd win of the season. Devin Booker scored 32 points for Phoenix. The Lakers played without LeBron James for a second consecutive game because of a sprained ankle. With just a few games left in the NBA's regular season, let's take a quick look at the league's individual leaders. Philadelphia's Joel Embiid, as I mentioned, is leading the NBA in scoring with an average of 30.4 points per game. French big man Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz is leading the NBA in rebounding with an average of 14.8 rebounds per game. And Chris Paul of the Phoenix Suns leads the league in assists with 10.7 per game. I'm Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African Beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music. From bobo music to hip life, bonga flavor to sukus, Afrobeat to Dumbolo and Makosa to Kwaito. The African Beat on VOA has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 09.05 and 20.05 UTC, right after the international news. Thanks, David. That's David Vandy, the host of the VOA's African Beat music show. On the golf beat, Tiger Woods says he's planning to play in this week's Masters tournament in the southern U.S. city of Augusta, Georgia. The AP's Mike Hempen reports. Woods made the announcement Tuesday morning, saying as of now he intends to play in the tournament, which begins Thursday. It was a little more than a year ago when Woods nearly lost his leg in a car crash. Woods plans to play nine more practice holes on Wednesday before making a final decision. And he thinks if he plays, he can win the tournament. Woods has won the Masters five times. He says the biggest challenge will be walking the 72 holes over a four-day period. But he thinks he'll be up to it. I'm Mike Hempen. Thanks, Mike. Last month... Tiger Woods was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame in Florida. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2022, let's listen in again to Tiger's remarks. You have to understand, I got to this position because of my upbringing, having two unbelievable parents, but I didn't get here alone. I know that golf is an individual sport. We do things on our own a lot for hours on end. But in my case, I didn't get here alone. I had unbelievable parents, mentors, friends who allowed me and supported me in the toughest times, darkest of times, and celebrated the highest of times. So I just want to say thank you to my mom, Sam, Erica, Charlie, everyone here, all my friends have come to to be here. This is an individual award, but it's actually a a team award. All of you allowed me to get here. I just want to say thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. We heard Tiger Woods thank his family. 
He was introduced by his 14-year-old daughter, Sam. Recently, Daddy had trained harder than ever. About a year ago, you were stuck in a hospital bed at one of your ultimate lows. And one of the scariest moments of your life and ours. We didn't know if you'd come home. If, if we didn't know if you'd come home with two legs or not. Now, not only about to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, but you're standing here on your own two feet. This is why you deserve this, because you're a fighter. You've defied the odds every time, being the first black and Asian golfer to win a major, being able to win your fifth Masters after multiple back surgeries, and being able to walk just a few months after your crash. Through thick and thin, you, Charlie, Erica, Cunha, and I will always be a team. Dad, I inducted you into the Dad Hall of Fame a long time ago. But today, I am so proud to present my dad, Tiger Woods, into the World Golf Hall of Fame. At the World Golf Hall of Fame ceremony, Tiger Woods also paid tribute to his dad, Earl Woods, who died in 2006. One of the things that that drove that drove me was his passion to play the game of golf. I was never going to be denied to play. I loved it. I had this burning desire to be able to express myself um, in this in this game of golf. One of my one of the things that Dad had instilled in me is that he grew up in an era, same era as Charlie Sifford, and why my son is named after Charlie, is that you had to be twice as good to be given half a chance. And so that, that understanding and that drive, as Sam said, train hard, fight easy. I made practicing so difficult, hurt so much, because I wanted to make sure that I was ready come game time. I hit thousands of balls, hands bleeding, aching, just so that I could play in a tournament. That's Tiger Woods, who was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and the artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM stations at 
Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. In European club football, Liverpool and Manchester City posted victories Tuesday in their first leg UEFA Champions League quarterfinal matches in Lisbon, Portugal. Ibrahima Kanate, Sadio Mane and Luis Diaz got their names on the score sheet as Liverpool beat host Benfica 3-1. Colombian international Diaz scored Liverpool's third goal in the closing minutes of the match and also set up Senegalese star Mane for his goal in the 34th minute. And Kanate's goal in the 17th minute was his first for Liverpool. Man City, meanwhile, beat visiting Atletico Madrid 1-0 on a 70th minute goal by Belgian star Kevin De Bruyne. After a tight 70 minutes, Phil Foden came off the bench and slid in a through ball for De Bruyne who fired in a low shot from a tight angle. VOA's Gwen Ooten joins us now with a preview of Wednesday evening's UEFA Champions League quarterfinal matches. Sporty greetings, Gwen! Sporty greetings, Sonny. Chelsea are into the quarterfinals of their Champions League title defense. But before they face Real Madrid, Chelsea will first need to shake off their shocking Premier League 4-1 home defeat to Brentford that ended their six-game winning streak across all competitions. Chelsea are hoping this time they will capitalize on their home field advantage against Real Madrid. And on the eve of Wednesday's match, manager Thomas Tuchel called on Chelsea fans to help him lift his team. We absolutely need it. Yeah, we absolutely need it and, and we need to be better on the pitch. We're the first to admit it, but we need the crowd to be better and supporters to be better. It was like this. We need everybody on the, on the front foot. It's a big match. It's, it's quarterfinals and it's a, it's a big opponent and in a, in a, in a big occasion. We, we, are, we are out there to prove a point anyway and to, to bounce back from, from, from Saturday's performance and to play and, and, and to play in the, in, the, in the right way, in the way we want to play, to, to, be, to be physical, to be intense, to be focused and to be in our very best because this is what we need. We, overcome, we overcome Real Madrid, overcame Real Madrid in, in the last season, but it had nothing to do in, in, the, in the preparation. It's, it's new coach, it's new team, and um, it's, it's with spectators, and it's, it's, again, good to go. Upcoming opponents, Real Madrid reached the Champions League quarterfinals after an epic come-from-behind 3-1 second-leg win over Paris Saint-Germain. Ahead of Wednesday's match, goalkeeper Thibaut Courtois spoke to the media as a stand-in for Real coach Carlo Ancelotti, who is recovering after testing positive for COVID-19. Courtois was a first-choice goalkeeper for Chelsea before joining Real Madrid in 2018, and he says Real has learned from their mistakes after losing to his former club in the Champions League semifinals last year. Well, I think it's it's more or less the same uh, team, same players, but obviously they uh, uh, the dynamic last year they were really playing well. I think they were in a really good flow. I think uh, this year also maybe with the situation it's they're struggling a little bit more, but obviously it remains a really good side with the. Very good players, big intensity, a lot of runs in behind. Uh, the good thing, I think, is we played against them last year. We know where we failed, so I hope we can do it better uh, tomorrow and, and have a better result. 
Real Madrid are at the top of La Liga standings and on the hunt to add another Champions League trophy to the 13 they have already taken home, the most of any team in European Cup history. Villarreal are in the Champions League quarterfinals after they eliminated former champions Juventus in the last 16 and are set to face Bayern Munich on Wednesday. Villarreal are in seventh place in La Liga, where they have lost three of their last four matches. But manager Unai Emery says, despite entering the Champions League quarterfinals as the underdogs, their league performance so far has prepared them for their match against Bayern. Toda esa experiencia aprendizaje eh, nos hace también Emery says all that experience and learning make us think if we are really a surprise or if because we are the underdogs, we have few options. We want to make this normal. We want people to recognize our value and presence here. So we need to play a perfect match and we are preparing to play a perfect match. Emery hopes competing on home soil will give his side an advantage against six times champion. Bayern, who have won eight consecutive games in all competitions. The German powerhouse is at the top of Bundesliga standings and the clear favorites going into Wednesday's match. And ahead of his departure for Spain, coach Julian Nagelsmann said Villarreal's league performance could make them dangerous upcoming opponents. Am Ende, wenn man so den Worten von dem sehr erfolgreichen Unai Emery äh, lauscht, dann... Nagelsmann says, if you listen to the words of Unai Emery, then the Champions League is for him something of a bonus. They know they have to qualify for Europe next season and cannot assume they will win the Champions League. So I think they will be pretty free in the way they will play against us. They will not have the pressure that we will have. But my players can handle that because we have to live up to to our role as the favorites. All four teams are hoping for the advantage going into the second leg of the quarterfinals next week. The UEFA Champions League final is set to kick off on May 28th at the Stade de France near Paris. And that is all for me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uten. Ghana has been placed with Portugal, Uruguay, and South Korea in Group H at this year's World Cup football tournament in Qatar. For some insights into the group, Iron Mike Mbonye contacted African football analyst Emmanuel Okara. The Black Stars of Ghana are no strangers to the other teams in Group H because they have at one time or another crossed paths in the past, especially the La Celeste of Uruguay at that infamous quarterfinal showdown in South Africa. As for the Portuguese, they locked horns with uh, Ghana in the 2014 World Cup in Brazil, where the Portuguese, under the inspired uh, leadership of Cristiano Ronaldo, defeated uh, the Black Stars two goals to one. One of the goals was an own goal, and the legendary Asamogian of Ghana, who unfortunately will not be around for Ghana this time, scored the only goal in that match. Ghana and South Korea are no strangers to each other, like I said earlier. The last time the two teams met was in June 2014. Ghana won 4-0. But this time around, we have a stronger South Korean team with Young Ming Song of Tottenham Hotspur of England leading the line, and there will not be a pushover. 
Do you think Ghana's game against Uruguay will be a repeat of the 2010 World Cup quarterfinals in South Africa? In the 2010 World Cup quarterfinal, Luis Suarez denied Ghana the chance to become the first ever African team to qualify for the semifinals of any World Cup. Diego Forlan's free kick at level scores to cancel Suli Montari's strike until Suarez's inglorious goal line heroics stopped the Ghanaians from taking the lead and maybe eventually winning the match. And uh, unfortunately, the resultant penalty kick ended up with the Ghanaians losing 4-2. And now, 12 years later, the two teams are poised to lock horns with the Black Stars still smarting from Suarez's and of God shenanigans. What I want to say is that the Ghanaians must not be too consumed about revenge. They should instead allow their football to do the talking from them in the field of play and nothing else. That's African football analyst Emmanuel Okara. And he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Lagos, Nigeria. This will be Ghana's fourth World Cup appearance. The Black Stars of Ghana, along with a pride of lions, the Lions of Taranga from Senegal, and the indomitable Lions of Cameroon, are the only African teams to reach the World Cup quarterfinals. And yes, All three teams have qualified for Qatar 2022. And that wraps up the April 6th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. I get it. And that's the sunny side of sports.